Hi, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. This podcast is all about books and authors who create them. This is season one, episode 20. I'm so excited to share my 20th podcast with you. And I have an amazing guest today, paranormal and horror author Kelly Martin. Before you start thinking, oh, I don't do horror, don't stop listening. Believe me, I don't do Freddy Krueger style horror either. This is more the Amityville type horror with demons, spirits, witches, and everything paranormal in between. Listen in as Kelly talks about how she got from writing Regency romance to horror novels. Hi, Kelly. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here on my Finding the Magic podcast. I'm happy to be here. You just don't know. (laughs) It has been way too long since I've seen you, so it's wonderful and amazing to see your face. I know it's so nice. It's nice to be seen and to see other people. I do get to see your videos from time to time on TikTok and Instagram and I'm (laughs) going to ask you some more about that later but let's just jump in and tell me what you write and all about your book. Well I write a paranormal horror, a gothic horror, um pretty much anything scary without being gory and I write that under my name Kelly Martin I've wrote about 40-ish books under that and then I write a romance sweet romance under Marty Kay and I don't have as many books out with that but I'm looking to put more out next year fun I haven't picked up one of your romances yet so I am looking to do that in the very new future I I love I love how different it is. It's a, it's a nice balance. Right. I get that way too because I write, well, I don't write horror because I can't even watch a horror movie. So I apologize for that <laughs> in advance. But um, yeah, because I write romance as well as dystopian and fantasy. And after my dystopian book, all I want to write is a romance. Like somebody mm-hmm. fall in love and be happy for the rest of their lives, please. Yeah, that's me. I'll write, I'll be writing one of my romance books and then I'm like, I, I need a ghost somewhere. <laughs> so I'll have to go back and write some paranormal in there. Not in those books, but some paranormal in my regular books. So, so you it's have that there. dark side of you that needs to come out then, right? Apparently. I don't know it's there, but other people talk about it. So I cannot believe you've written 40 books. That is just amazing to me. Yeah, I need to count again, but it, I know it's over 40. That and some of them aren't still in print. You know how okay. that goes, because it's been over 10 years. Right. So, but yeah, 40, probably closer to 50, but I need to count. And do you tend to write standalones or series? It depends. Lately, it's been more standalones, but I have a lot of series. I have, um, I, I did way back in the day when I first started writing. I don't know if you got this advice, but when I first started, they told us to write in different genres to get different readers. So that's what I did. I started off writing, you know, young adult, young adult Christian books. I went from writing young adult Christian to horror. (laughs) (laughs) I've written everything mostly. Um, But yeah, so they were like, you know, you need to dip your toe in all the genres. I was like, okay. So I decided I was going to write a Regency. I cannot write Regency. (laughs) 
but it ended up being a series. That was one of my first series. Um, I have, it was called, it's not even out anymore. I don't know why I'm talking about it, but I loved it. One of my scariest scenes, it's not even a scary book. It's called The Beast of Ravenson. It's not even published anymore. Um, it was through a different uh, publishing company. And that scene scares the daylights out of me. <laughs> and it's not even a scary book. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I have in the horror paranormal, I have the Heartless series which is an uh, angels, demons, abomination, world ending thing. And then that's five books. Yeah, five books, four books in a novella. And then I have the Dark and Deadly Things series, which is about a girl who can see ghosts. And she's mad at her daddy because he is a ghost hunter on TV and he fakes the evidence and she knows it because she can see the ghost and he's doing this live um uh, show on halloween and something comes in and like kills this whole family and they blame the daddy because he's the only one that survives and this um their teenage well he's a 20 year old son and her and the son go out on this five book adventure <laughs> to try to find the thing that killed his family so that's fun that's the the fun part of that is I'm a teacher so during the school year I'm so busy that it's and I'm not much of a a plotter which I need to be especially in that series so one of the the perks of writing paranormal is the third book of that series I had to get out like and I was running up against the deadline I mean it's self-published I made my own deadline, but I made it, so I was going to hit it, and there was the house, and I cannot remember what the house looked like, so I made the house be a house that shifted and changed the way it looked intentionally, so I wouldn't have to remember what the house looked like. Couldn't you go back and read your own book? That's no. what I do. <laughs> you don't have time. Oh, my God. I didn't. I couldn't like remember every little thing that had been described in the book and I was like what am I going to do what am I going to do and I was like idiot you write paranormal so I made the house move and it ended up being the coolest plot twist and I loved it but people think it was intentional it was not intentional <laughs> it was, I needed to get this book out and I ended up loving it um and I have a um a middle grade series that didn't mean to be a middle grade series the book that came out in March of this year was called Fake Nora. And um, it's about a 12 year old who gets pulled into a mirror and her reflection takes her place. Um, and inside the mirror, she meets a, a boy named Jesse. And the people that read the book the, from kids to their parents wanted to know, well, what happened to Jesse? Because he'd been in the mirror since the 40s and they wanted to know what happened to Jesse. So my publisher decided, hey, can you write another one? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on right now. And it's called The Bad Ones. And it's coming out next March. That, that was a sounds, very long answer. <laughs> that sounds that fake Nora sounds definitely more my speed because I, love I would be, fake Nora. <laughs> I would be having nightmares. I did read Heartless and I really like oh. that book. 
but it really it was really freaky scary to me it yeah it's people cannot believe that heartless is one of my favorites and that heart is one of my favorites because you know heart was not a nice person but he's more of a morally great person and once you get through the series you get why he is the way he is that was probably the biggest character arc i've ever written and i i loved it like i still miss those books which is it's a strain and i i know you have mostly romance so i'm not gonna tell the first line of that book but it's 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 creepy and it's weird and it's just weird <laughs> and weird but the whole series was just the the big uh, i miss that series i love that series i fell in love with my series too and actually like half of my books are fantasy i'm about half and half on fantasy and romance so i i walked the line there um but yeah i miss my characters so much that i have to pull them into other series that's how i yeah. that's how i continue them because i wrote the kingdom journals which is witches and vampires and then i started this fae fairy thing and um, she crosses into the last book of that series and then i didn't think i was going to write about fairies but then i had to write a whole novel for her so <laughs> don't you love it when they take over i did a very bad thing and at the very last book it's a uh, reckless i gave them a happy ending and it like it finished and usually horror books or paranormal books you don't finish but this one they needed it like we've been through a lot and i have regretted that decision ever since it came out so i'm like i really want to write more about these not just heart but the whole world of them and i you know but it came because i gave them a happy ending well but did all the bad guys die are all the bad guys gone yes mm. yeah like it's all the all the loose ends were wrapped up nicely and you know they ended up having a nice life and i just i can't go back now that's impressive Actually, because yeah i still had some bad guys so that's why i could like kind of continue on out because i wasn't sure like one of the good guys half brothers is one of the bad guys and i wasn't sure if he needed his own book so someday i could write his book yeah but now i've gone off on the fairy tangent so <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday it'll be that you can't keep from thinking about him and somebody will message you one day and be like hey does he have his sword and you're like okay and then you'll get it written maybe so maybe so so tell me do you write more than one book at a time i used to not and now i do i write um i'll write a romance and a scary book at the same time okay I so just it kind of balances it for you right yeah yeah i need that brain shift i guess but i will do that i can't write two scary stories or two romance stories together because i get them all you know jumbled up but i do do different genres together okay that makes sense maybe i don't know maybe i could do that because i get so in my head with all my characters and i think about them like 24 7 when i'm writing mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so tell me about how you started writing and what inspired for you to start i 
was like a lot of people, I think, probably, hopefully. And I used to write fan fiction. I loved fan fiction. I've always liked writing. When I was in school, my favorite assignment, my sixth grade teacher, well, she's my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade um, spelling teacher. And she, our spelling work, we'd have like 20 a week. And we'd have to take 10 of them and make a story out of it. And it was the best assignment ever. I loved it. And then um, I liked the creative writing things in high school. And then I got in college and wrote fan fiction and published fan fiction, you know, under the, the fanfiction.net places. And then um, I decided that I had my girls and I want to see if I could do it. I That had been, Twilight has just now come on Netflix. So I had three girls. Stephanie Myers had three girls. And I was like, our three kids, she's got three boys. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. So I was like, okay. So that's when I sat down and I got my first laptop in August of 2011. And I sat in the living room, watched the girls. They would be dancing and playing and whatever. And I would be sitting there writing. And I just wanted to see if I could do it. I wanted to make a living on it. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mama. That didn't work out. But not... Not because really of the money part of it, which, you know, some years you can make enough to make it full time. And some years you barely make enough to make a car payment. <laughs> it's because it's not uh, consistent, I guess. My husband was like, because, you know, teacher pay is very consistent. <laughs> you know what you're getting there. So now my girls are older. They're 16, 14, and 11. So, you know probably won't be quitting the day job anytime soon but I still love the writing I still love well you know you especially last year with nobody got to go anywhere so if I can disappear in a story for just a little bit of time I always think of it as like when I sit down to write it reminds me of jumping off of like a diving board or a cliff and going underwater and you just you know how everything when you're under the water and everything's muffled and everything around you just kind of muffled and then when you get finished writing and your head comes through the through the water and you're like oh okay you know I'm back in reality that sounds so strange but that's how it is with writing it's a it's a good way to uh to escape the world even it depends on it doesn't matter where you're going just a good way to escape and that's that's what I like about it I used to say I like the control because you can control your characters, but you can't control your characters. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out very well. Yeah, my mine have a little mind of their own most of the time too. Yeah, they like to take over. Yeah, I definitely had a bad guy who was like, I had it in my mind. He was not going to be the good guy. He was going to go be on the bad team. And he ended up being the good guy and got his own book i'm like How that's heartless yeah. that's the entire heartless series i was so proud when i wrote heartless because heart was a bad guy i mean he had a backstory he had a dark backstory but he was a bad guy and then i mean i liked him because you know villains but but i kept getting messages after it came out they were like they were like heart had it on fan club or fan girls and I was like wait <laughs> and then I went back and reread it I was like okay I can see why and then it started like the first book the heartless is not very much a romance at all 
in the end, my soulless, you know, you get to more of hearts, you know, intentions and why he is like he is. And he just kind of took over and it did not start that way at all. Lucian was supposed to be like the big hero, love interest, angel dude <laughs> of the series. And then Hart took over and, you know, Hart got fans and there you go. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I read the first one. I think I'm going to have to write, read all the rest of them now. So that's. Oh, yeah, it changes. It, it definitely, the tone kind of shifts and, and Hart starts trying to protect her. And once he learned what really happened, like every, like he's been a pawn in this big chess game that he had no idea. And once he figures that out, not good. He's more of an anti-hero. That sounds really cool. Well, one thing I was thinking when you were talking about your Dark and Deadly series, I know you're a huge Supernatural fan, and that sort of reminds me of that Supernatural plot line. Were you inspired by that? Heartless was probably inspired more by it. Dark and Deadly things, the creatures, some of the creatures came from um, watching Supernatural. I watched, I think I just watched the first season. I, I, I won't even tell you this, that I, you know, I liked it, but I wasn't like, oh my goodness. So I'm sorry, I shouldn't even tell you that because you're probably going to go, no, I can't. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> I, it takes a little bit to get into it. I liked the first season because it was the scariest season. Like um, uh, they had Bloody Mary and, you know, all, all that. The first five seasons are the best. Season six is good. I didn't even watch season 15. <laughs> I didn't watch the finale season. I didn't want to know. I did watch the ending. Wish I hadn't, but I did. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would have thought you watched them all the way through. So. Mm -mm. No. And I love that you were inspired by Stephanie Meyer because she was my person too. Like, I was like, she oh. had a dream and she wrote all these books and like, she is a mom. And I, I was in the same exact place as you, three kids. Um, yeah, and I started writing at night after my kids would go to bed as just mm -hmm. a way to entertain myself instead of watching TV. And it took me eight years to write my first two books. But then after that, it was like, whew, I'm hooked. I love this. Mm -hmm. I think she inspired a lot of people because until then, I didn't know of any, or that I'm sure there was lady authors that had kids, but it wasn't as publicly, I don't know, promoted. Like that was one of the big deals about Twilight. She was a mama. She had small kids. She had, you know, she wrote the series and series, you know, made, did, did a little good things for her. <laughs> Yeah, just a few little good things. You. She's still well, living off that series, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I was. It's funny because I even own the videos on Amazon Prime Video, but I was so excited when I came to Netflix. So I was like, "Why do you even care?" Like, I'm like, "No, I can watch it. On, you can watch it on everyday device before. It doesn't That's matter." <laughs> My oldest daughter, she's 16, and we're watching them uh, together. We're watching Eclipse after this is over. Actually, I promised her we'd watch Eclipse. She's not a fan. She doesn't like romance books. She likes more of the straight um, horror. She likes her romance life, let's say. 
And so, but she's, I think she's, she's not hate watching it. I think she's less watching it. I don't know. Well, she'll probably like the ending one's better because it get, has more like other vampires and wolves and yeah. She she can't believe that me and her daddy went to see all of them in the theaters. Oh yeah, my yeah my husband did not do that with me. Oh, really? he, he watched I think the first one on video one time, and then he was like, never again. No, we went every time. I remember. 2012 when the last one came out sitting in the theater because I'd read the book he didn't know what was going on sitting next to him you know the big battle scene at the end <laughs> he got so mad well I went with my girlfriends I was definitely there but yeah this not with my husband yeah no he, it, I didn't have to drag him he went of his own accord <laughs> Oh, very cool the most interesting thing that's happened to me like I already knew this woman as a friend and like us she had three kids and we bonded over many things but um she really loved the the Twilight series and we bonded even further over that became like really close friends and then when I started writing paranormal because I started writing romance in the beginning I started writing paranormal she was like oh I don't like paranormal I'm like what we, what I was like vampires twilight she's like no I like the romance part I didn't like the the vampire part and it was like I don't understand <laughs> like I yeah. like the vampires but I guess some people she was like I just like wish the vampires away that was not part of the story to me I was like okay but I think I've gotten her hooked on my fairies so I'm oh yeah I I get a lot of flack sometimes for rotten horror or for rotten ghost stories because even people that's especially people that's not read them they'll be like what's wrong with you <laughs> why do you think up such things and why do you like horror and I'm like you know Twilight's in the horror section of Amazon and they're like no it's not I'm like yeah and you know the vampire diaries horror uh Teen Wolf, <laughs> horror um um Penny Dreadful was horror the X-Files is horror <laughs> Supernatural is horror like people like it they just they that's why I have a hard time describing what I write because technically it is horror but it's not like Saw or Hostel or anything like gory it's more quiet horror. I spit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's more quiet horror. It's more um, of the supernaturals and the you know vampire diaries and Twilight. Well, maybe not as much romantic as Twilight, but you know that section of it. But if you say you write horror, automatically their brain goes to like Freddy Krueger, which I do like, but I don't have a Freddy Krueger character, <laughs> or you know Jason or Friday the 13th, and then they just automatically just shut down. So I don't know what to say I write. I have a hard time with it. Um, I start off saying paranormal or ghost stories, but when I get to the, you know, horror, they're like, Ugh. so I don't want to turn people off from the books before they even get started. Right, that's a hard line to follow. And it was interesting to me that you said when you started writing, because I, I started publishing a few years after you, um, 
that people were saying to write in all genres because mm-hmm. everything I heard was stick to your genre, stick to your genre. And oh, I was yeah. like, but I wrote this mm-hmm. one thing, but now I want to write this. So. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very long after I started that. Um, I think I had just finished writing the first Regency that, um, that they stopped doing saying that you know now it's you stay you're not even staying your genre now i saw a uh, i went to inkers con the um alexandra torres 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 um, her convention um i did virtually you know watching it virtually and it's i watched there well i was watching their tiktok for authors and one of the things they said was not even just in your genre especially in romance it does better if you stay in your lane (laughs) like like um war hero cowboys on a ranch finding um mail order brides and that's your niche you you find it and you stay in it I was like oh (laughs) this has changed so much yeah I mean I think there's readers are all different there are some readers that love whatever trope it is and they're going to read everything from that trope and not maybe nothing else but that yeah but maybe next I don't know maybe in five years they'll read something else or next year they'll read something else I don't know I'm not I I read a lot of different genres see that's my problem I read a lot I read romance I read not one week I read Bridgerton and some scary book in a you know non-fiction book and you know yeah, and so I think there are all those readers that just like the style or author writes in is going to read everything you write, right? Yeah. Um, right, right. Um, That's anyway. what I'm hoping for. <laughs> so I think there's all types of readers. So really, you have to make yourself happy, right? That's true. That's true. And when you start hating it, it's probably not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So tell me the main takeaway that you want your readers to feel or experience from your books? This is my favorite question to ask authors. Oh my goodness. Wonderful answers to this. I think that one of the cool things about being an author, whether no matter what genre, but I'm talking about horror and romance, is making somebody feel something. Of course, in horror, you're making them feel scared. In romance, hopefully you're making them feel love or vice versa who knows I don't know but I always think that's so cool when you can when you can get an emotion out of somebody by something that just happened in your head um this is kind of a sidetrack of that question but my mama got so mad at me during Heartless reading Heartless because one of the bad guys had this very big long not so pleasant speech and she missed she called me up and she was like what are you doing and I'm like, I didn't say it. He did. She's like, he came out of your mouth. <laughs> no. So that's not fun when readers think that you are the person <laughs> in the book. That's never fun. But one of the big things, and especially in the horror part, is I always like to do the, um, I always like to say I put the, I like to put the human in horror. Um a lot of my characters deal with, you know, external things, but they're dealing with internal feelings. A lot of times, most of them have anxiety. I have anxiety, bad, um, and they have to deal with their, 
you know, external fears with their internal situation. So that's one thing I really like about writing in in horror, hopefully ways to, um, you know, get feelings out that you might not know otherwise or have ways to get out otherwise. I think it is a safe way to do that. And I've heard lots of different theories on, especially young adults reading like only fantasy books. And I'm like, wait, a lot of characters in fantasy books go through the same emotions that you're going to go through in high school or dealing with friends or dealing mm-hmm. with bullies or dealing with any of those but it's a safe space yeah to experience that and to see and see how they do how people deal with it mm-hmm. so I I like putting those elements even in my fantasy books too I, most of my books have some coming of age type theme because that was like the most critical and period in my life I think it influenced my life more you know during that like 18 to 22 age range um I was sort of a late bloomer somebody else probably did it 15 to 18 but um <laughs> I was a little sheltered but uh yeah so that's it's just like something that impacted my life a lot so I always put those in there because yeah that's I experienced lots of feelings from my characters and yeah. I connect with my characters and I cry with them. I will cry most of the time when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's not like I hurt them intentionally. Like, I mean, I do intentionally, but it ain't like I, I enjoy doing it. Um, but story-wise, you know, things need to be done. But, I know that's one of my the parts I hate. I was just writing a scene yesterday. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this to this character. Uh. Yeah, I do that a lot. I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I guess I have to, or we won't have a story. So you're writing your middle grade book, and that's coming out next, correct? Mm-hmm. And well, I'll I- probably have some more out before then. I'm hoping to get one out before Halloween. That's my goal. I have to get it written. But the next one that I know for sure that's coming out is um, the middle grade. And you said that was through, is it through Monster Ivy Publishing? Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. Fun. Very fun. Okay, Kelly, this is great to talk with you. Tell us where we can find you and your book. Uh, you can find me on my website at kellymartinbooks.com or all my books are on Amazon. Some of them are in other places. If uh, if they're with a publisher, I'm a hybrid author. So some of them are through publishers. Some of them are self-published. All my self-published books are on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. Um, if you're interested in like uh, Trinity Row or Fake Nora or what Rachel did, or that might be the only ones, not sure. Those are wide, so. Very cool. And tell me your romance author name again. Oh, Marty K. Marty M-A-R-T-I-E-K-A-Y. And those are all on Amazon. And all, and those are sweet romances, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fun, sweet, short romances, like a beach read. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect for summer. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you about your books. And I can't wait. We're going to, I'm going to see you next year in June yeah. at UtopiaCon. So we'll be sharing a table. We're having lots of fun there. I'm excited. I'm so happy. I'll see you later. Bye. Wow. It was super fun talking to Kelly about her books. I could talk to that lady for hours. We watch the same shows. We read the same books. 
It was just awesome. And bonus, I'll see her again next year at UtopiaCon Book Fest in Nashville, June 25th, 2022. We're even sharing a table, so it'll be super easy to find us. You can find UtopiaCon and Kelly Martin at utopiacon.com, U-T-O-P-I-A-C-O-N, and kellymartinbooks.com, K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-R-T-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com, and with the links in the description. Till next time, happy listening, happy reading, and don't forget to find the magic.